This is FuelCast Georgia, an open forum modeling excellence in Georgia school nutrition through inspiring, engaging, and impactful conversations, connecting those who want to make a difference in the lives of our children and communities. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for FuelCast Georgia. So welcome to another exciting episode of FuelCast. Um, we're your FuelCast team. I am Rolandria, and you can call me Ro. And I'm Anna, and you can just call me Anna. So, Ro, who do we have talking to today? As you know, season two has been dedicated to amplifying the stories that take place like the boots on the ground, who's out in the district. Today, we have the honor of speaking to a very dynamic duo. We have Superintendent Trent North from Douglas County Schools and Danielle Freeman, who is the school nutrition director in Douglas County. Um, Welcome, Trent and Danielle. How are you all today? Doing great. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We're glad to be here. So we're excited to have the opportunity to talk to you all today. I want to get a very important question out of the way. Um, Superintendent North, since you're kind of the guest here, Danielle is like school nutrition family. We're going to ask you this question first. So we did a little research. And so we know you like to eat and we know you like good food. I want you to dig back to your childhood and tell me your favorite meal from the cafeteria. Can you remember? I can. Um, And believe it or not, it was school who introduced salads to me. Uh, and I fell in love with eating salads. And so for some, for my friends, it was a pizza. Uh, and pizza just didn't do it for me. My favorite was the rectangular pizza. So um, <laughs> I got into salads later. So thank you for sharing that. So Danielle, now it's your turn. Growing up, what was your favorite meal in the cafeteria? So I am originally from Savannah, Georgia. And in Savannah, they did a couple of things that I really, really loved. They made homemade cheese biscuit. So that was one of my favorites. And then um, they did awesome, awesome, awesome fresh cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. I messed up asking these questions early. I'm extremely hungry now. <laughs> so we want to ask some, some some of the more serious questions. Like we said, you all are our first superintendent director combo on uh, FuelCast. And we've heard a lot about the partnership that you all have and just how valuable that partnership is. So for you, Superintendent North, you're the first superintendent we've had the pleasure of interviewing on FuelCast. This is a testament to your support of school nutrition in your district. I wanted to give you an opportunity to discuss your perspective of why fostering an excellent school nutrition program is important to you in your role as a superintendent. We see that you all have a pretty substantive partnership. Why do you think that matters? So for many of our students, um, their main source of uh, fuel comes from school. Uh, We do breakfast, we do lunch, we do snacks or uh, food for our our extracurricular activity uh, program. We do, uh, we provide uh, food during the summer and we partner with churches and we provide food for them. I love food and I want my students to experience quality food. I want them to be able to order food. I want them to be able to uh, identify what they like, not because of what mom liked or because of what dad liked, because of the taste and the quality of the food. I want them to be healthy eaters uh, and, and school nutrition. They do a phenomenal job of making sure that kids eat healthy, which is a new culture for them. And so anything I can do to make school exciting for students and to make sure that they are fed, I enjoy doing that. And my team, they do a great job. They bring in people to sample food. They they partner with my, I have students who serve my advisory. And so at the end of every year, they'll bring in new food 
for my students to sample and they vote on them. And the most popular ones, they get added to the menu. I, I, I want my team to be student focused, faculty focused, because I want them to talk about how good the food is. Uh, and so I support my team. They do a great job. They're a huge part of the Douglas County School System success. So you mentioned that you were a principal. So I'm assuming you may have been a teacher. So you kind of know every level of the, the school system. So from a academic perspective, like what are your thoughts about the value and importance of a balanced meal that it plays in the academic success of a, of a student? So I, I think it is, to, to say it's paramount is, under, is, is an understatement. Um, we, because we have uh, dietitians on our staff, we don't just um, allow them to cook for us. They provide special classes for us, helping us to better understand how the food interacts with our bodies and what's best for us to eat. And so that's an important part we do for adults and for our, our students. I had a student to ask me, you know, Mr. North, can we get a larger portion? And I, and I said, you know, I love butter pecan ice cream. I would love to eat two gallons of butter pecan ice cream. Just because I love it doesn't mean the body can handle that. And so what we try to do two things. We're trying to make sure you're fed. We're trying to make sure you have quality food. But we also don't want to create a pattern where you overeat. Uh, and so those are conversations that we have with our students, not being judgmental, but just helping them understand that while eating is designed to be good for us, but there are some healthy components of it that we have to do uh, as well. I totally agree. You made a valid point earlier about the cafeteria kind of being the place that teaches healthy eating habits period. So it's that's mm -hmm. one of the valuable pieces and you learn portion control and all of that. So I appreciate you making those points. Thank you, Superintendent North. You're welcome. So Danielle, hearing Superintendent North's answers about how he supports your program, what is that professional working relationship like from your perspective? What is having support from other people in your school system do to help you with your vision as the school nutrition director? So for me, um, I think that I have a unique advantage versus a lot of other school districts because very few school districts actually have it where their school nutrition director meets with their superintendent pretty much on a weekly basis. I am a part of the superintendent's cabinet, so I am able to get things firsthand that others may not be able to get that they're and a school is having an issue or a problem, they can bring it to me and then we are able to handle those situations. So it's more of a team effort. It's not just school nutrition as an island. And I appreciate that because I've been in bigger districts where a school nutrition director never ever gets to see the superintendent. They have someone else they report to and they don't get that one-on-one -on -one relationship. And Mr. North is one of our, um, one of the people who travels to different schools and he will stop by the cafeteria and he will usually sample something that they're having. He will let them know he's enjoyed that meal. Um, and then he'll, or he'll, before he goes out, he'll say, where should I go today? <laughs> so, so that we make sure that we um, give him a good experience wherever he goes and he gets to enjoy. That's awesome. Um, and so kind of going off of that, so the, all of y'all collaborate together to create these wonderful school meals, this good experience. And um, in a 2021 profile that we, um, Georgia School Nutrition Program, did on Douglas County Schools on our website, 
you mentioned how your team used the take-home meal kits during the pandemic to advertise quality school meals to the students. Now, we did a little bit of other digging on y'all, and we saw that you're active on social media. You've participated in the Georgia Tray of the Week campaign. Um, how does showcasing those quality meals to the community help your program and help participation? Um, so what I will say is before the pandemic, you know how you have certain schools that your free and reduced participation is higher versus others. And in those schools where students have to um, particularly pay more, that tends to be your schools that have a lower participation. But when we had COVID hit and we were able to do curbside meals, that gave us an opportunity to showcase to parents who had never seen and to students who'd never eaten with us, the quality of our food. So when we did ours, we didn't do a lot of um, prepackaged meals. We actually used the food that we had already in stock, food that we were ordering even while school was going. And then we prepackaged those items up for a week so the parents could take them home and prepare. So we would give them cooking instructions. We gave them nutrition education materials, but we also let them see that a lot of their food items were brand name. A lot of their food items were good quality. And so when school came back in, we actually saw increases in those schools that were our lower participation schools. Those schools are now gone up to being like one and two in the district. And what an awesome example. You know, that was such a challenge for everybody in not only Georgia, but the world to overcome and I really admire you using that as an opportunity to not only feed students, but also help showcase your program at the same time. All right. So in the city menus article, we, of course, we said we do a little digging. Um, Douglas County was highlighted for um, quickly and effectively pivoting to meet the community needs and feed children during the pandemic. Um, as we all know, the pandemic has really highlighted just how valuable school nutrition is and the level of preparedness that it already existed. So I want to talk a little bit about that with you, um, Danielle. How did you navigate the transition from traditional feeding to managing to feed children in um, more flexible models? Um, so we did about two or three different things that probably wasn't done everywhere else. Um, so first off, we went home on a Friday school shut down and they were like, okay, we need to get meals out. So I said, okay, let, give me till Wednesday. I will have food served. So what we did was we brought our staff back on Monday and Tuesday. Um, we prepackaged all of the items. And on Wednesday, we had parents picking up meals curbside. They were able to pick it up for that one week. And then they would come back again on that next Monday. But what we also did was school nutrition here in Douglas County, we have 28 of our 33 schools that receive supper. So for the locations that we picked up, we made sure that we selected those, those locations that could receive supper meals. So not only were they able to receive breakfast and lunch curbside, they were also able to get an additional bag for supper. When we returned to school, where we were partially in school and we were partially virtual. Originally, we were out on Fridays. However, in order to take care of our students who were home on Fridays, on Thursdays before they went home, we had what we considered a Friday bag. And they would take that home with them on Thursday as they got on the bus. 
for them to have a meal for breakfast and for lunch, or if they had a school that qualified for supper, to go home with them for Friday. So did you all face any challenges or obstacles? I mean, I know the transition was rapid. It probably felt seamless, but did you face any obstacles or challenges in that transition? Um, For me, I think the hardest part was um, because we didn't feed as many students, we did not have as much participation. For me, this was the first time that I had to reduce staff. Hmm. And so for me, that was my biggest challenge and my biggest hurdle. Superintendent North, um, I want to hear kind of about this time from your perspective. Whenever Douglas County was having to transition to the pandemic feeding, what did your support and involvement in that process look like? It was uh, very simple. We are going to provide lunch to our students. Work up your plan. If you need anything, let me know. Uh, The goal is to make sure that the students, that they're fed. Because I have a great team, once Danielle and I agreed, this was what we were going to do. Her team worked out how they're going to get it done. And my job was to support. There were a couple of times I went and uh, fed kids uh, with her. We wanted to be customer friendly and try to spread it out over the county so it'd be easy for kids to come. But she was right. There wasn't enough numbers for the amount of time and labor. So we went to local sites within the county. And so while that wasn't popular, it was economical, it was efficient, and we were able to manage it because we were having teachers out with COVID and her staff as well. And so what she needed from me was support, unquestionable support. And that wasn't the easy one. Uh, So I supported her and her team 100%. Um, One other thing I would like to say is when we were out on curbside, every single week we had principals out there with us. They stood on the curb and they helped give out the meals. Not only were they support for us, they wanted to see their kids. So we had teachers who first, when it first happened, volunteered to come help help do bags because they wanted to make sure that the kids were being fed. So they came out and they helped. And even our board members came out a few times and served meals with us and packaged meals. So we had a lot of support from our central office and our district. And that's a huge testament to, you know, the heart of servant leadership and, you know, top down just supporting because it's like you can peel away a lot of things, but you can't peel away a hungry child and their need to be fed. So moving on to something a little bit more fun. Um, If you look at the Douglas County School Nutrition social media, it's clear that the students participate in a lot of food-based learning. Um, You know, they do harvest of the month and farm to school recipe demonstrations, lessons about food from different cultures, hands-on high school culinary classes. So Superintendent North, how does food-based learning enrich a student's overall academic experience? What long-term impacts do you think that'll have on their success? We had a young lady at Factor Shows Middle School who won a statewide competition uh, wanted to be a chef, and she partnered with Danielle and, and her team and ended up competing on the national level. And I'm not sure who enjoyed it the most, the students or Danielle and her staff. Danielle, did you want to share a little bit more about that student? That's an awesome story to capture. Would you like to share a little bit more? Chef Rose is um, the student that he's referring to. And when she was in middle school, she was in competition on Junior Chop Chef and won. 
So when we found out about her, we partnered with her. She actually did some some advertising for us and some clips. She used to have her own little student sessions where she would tell, talk to the kids about school meals and try and get encourage them to eat. When we did some professional training when school was out, we took our staff over to our vendor, Gordon Food Service, who were really close. They took us on tours and they let us do like our own little chop chef. And Rose got a chance to work with us and create. And so we had a whole lot of fun. Awesome. We love to hear stories like that. And it's interesting. You mentioned training. It's like the perfect segue to our next question. So we know that a couple of your staff members are got recognition from um, Georgia School Nutrition Association. Shout out to Ms. Shirley Smith, if she's still with you. We got quite a few people who received recognition. My question is about professional development. How do you think professional development opportunities help your staff grow and keep them engaged in school nutrition? So we always believe that we are um, open or need growth and we can always improve. So we always take that standpoint. So when we go out to the schools to review what's going on as far as the presentation for the students and um, the quality of the meals and then safety and sanitation, we assess all of that. And so what we'll do as leadership is go out and take pictures of what we see. When we do our managers meeting, we do competitions on who has the best tray. So say this week it was chicken tetrazzini. We'll say, okay, we're going to have a competition at our manager's meeting. Please take a picture of your chicken tetrazzini today. And then everybody gets to um, fix their trays, do them up the way they want to. And then we actually vote on them as the leadership and the other managers. So we're always in competition. We always want to make sure that we're providing the best food for our students. And then I can't forget that we have a district chef. So our chef is with us as well to make sure that if we have a, a recipe that we're going, okay, this needs some work. We, we got to do something with it. Then we actually have chef and my menu specialist will work together and work on that recipe so that we can make it better for the students. Awesome. So what are like some of, if you can mention some of the specific positive outcomes that have come out as a result of these types of training engagement opportunities. What are they? I know some probably normally when people are trained, they feel a higher or heightened sense of empowerment to do their job. But what has been your observation? Well, like if you use Miss Shirley as an example, Miss Shirley is one of those people who is just a, a person who believes in service. So her kids are always going to get the best and she's with one of the best managers and he believes the same thing. At the, at prior to every school year, uh, she does training with her team. She'll always invite me in to do uh, the welcome. You know, one part of what they do is preparing food. Another part of it is making sure that they have the supply on hand, that the meals are ready when the students come into the cafeteria. And so people assume that cooking is the most difficult part. And that's not. They have two hours, in many cases, to feed quality hot food to sometimes five or 600 students. You can't accomplish the quality that we do at the level that we do without having constant training. There's someone always waiting uh, who has received the same training. And so it allows for sustainability for the quality of the workforce. So even as a superintendent, 
I've noticed the benefits of the time that's been placed in from training. And let me just make this point in this observation. The fact that you can jump in and you knew that much about school nutrition training is indicative of why you guys are on this call together today. The yeah. partnership is apparently strong. So air high five to both of you all. <laughs> it's you can I mean, it's evidence that the partnership is strong. I did have a question. So we were talking about like some of the awards that your staff has gotten, Danielle, Miss Liliana Torres. I think she won for a barbecue flatbread pizza. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us what happened to that food item? Now, we didn't get a chance to add it because of COVID. Okay. That's one of those items that you got to prepare by hand and be able to serve. And we were doing all of the prepackaging. But it is something that we're going to look at bringing, bringing on to the menu because it was a good product. Um, it was products that we already had on our bid. So it wasn't something that we had to go out and do anything special for. It's just, you know, the limitations of being able to do it during the time COVID hit because she won right in the middle of COVID. I can't wait to get back up to all of the things we could offer uh, prior, prior to COVID. When this airs, we'll have a lot of people in Douglas County specifically who are going to want to listen. If you could say one thing to the school nutrition professionals who are listening to you today, Danielle, what would you tell them? Um, if I had to speak on Douglas County alone, I would say that we have an excellent staff. Um, they work hard to make sure that our children receive the best quality meals that they can provide. Um, they are dedicated to what they do and their ultimate goal is to put students first. That's our theme, that's our motto, and that's what we're going to make sure we always do. So um, hopefully anybody else in the state would have that same motto and try to accomplish the same things we do here in Douglas. Because, you know, we think we are the best. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Superintendent North? What would you say to the school nutrition professionals in Douglas County who may listen to this? And I would just remind them how appreciative I am for how they interact with my students, with my teachers. They're the hardest working. Uh, team within our system. If you've ever worked in school nutrition program, uh, you know that they work. Trying to prepare the amount of food that we do in the small window that we have uh, with only a 30-minute lunch break, and then you got to go and smile to kids who are in a good mood sometimes and in a bad mood sometimes, and regardless of the mood they're in, they still smile, uh, and they go above and beyond, and they enjoy it. Uh, I on behalf of the board and myself, I just say thank you. You are a beacon of light to the students just when they need it. And I wouldn't just say it to the Douglas County. Uh, this is for all of those who work in school nutrition program. Thank you so much. I wanted to say how valuable you all are in the level of advocacy that you all have in, this, in Superintendent North um, for school nutrition in Douglas County. The strength of the partnership is definitely emanating over the course of this podcast. So we thank you. Um, I want to take an opportunity to pivot a little and go back to something that you said earlier, Superintendent North. You said you wanted to tell us what your favorite meal was when you were a principal. So I'm going to give you the opportunity now. We want to know. What was it? Once a week, they would do baked chicken and some pinto beans and collard greens. And I like the drumsticks. And so they would always keep me one or two drumsticks in the back. So when I would be working in the cafeteria, I would fix my plate and I would sit with the kids and I would eat and they would eat. And I would always get excited because of that. And, and you talked about how earlier your favorite was pizza. 
it was Good Nutrition who helped me find my love for pizza uh, in Jersey <laughs> County. There is nothing better than receiving a pizza that just came out the oven, fresh, and it's economical. I, I love my cafeteria. Food. <laughs> we can tell food excites you. That's a good thing. So on the weekend, when you're not doing school nutrition business and superintendent, when you're not doing Douglas County school business, what do you guys do for fun? Danielle, I'll let you go first. Football is my thing. <laughs> and it's been a great season. Superintendent, what about you? They watch different shows. What I love about those channels, you can just watch all of them all day. And so we would watch a football game, watch a show, watch a football game, watch a show. And it just takes me completely away. Because if, if I don't do that, I'm going to analyze it and try to figure out how can I apply it at work or how does it tie into work? So I have to watch things that completely take me away. that has nothing to do. But that's what I enjoy doing. Netflix is definitely a great outlet. <laughs> I want to um, thank you all so much for sharing with us. This has truly been a dynamic conversation, and it's just been so valuable to hear the partnership that exists in Douglas County between the superintendent and the director of school nutrition. Being that my superintendent is very supportive this year, he has allowed me to be the state legislative chair for the state of Georgia. So that was one of the, um, based on Mr. North's support, we were able to be very successful and he allowed me to be um, be able to be in that chair position. And then we have our hometown grant that we have been awarded from the Dairy Council that we will actually be celebrating at our next system leadership where they're going to come in with our Freddie the Falcon and our um, Falcon cheerleaders. And I, I heard today we may even get one of the players to come. Oh, wow. So, um, that is a part of the Dairy Council and Fuel Up to Play 60. Fuel Up to Play 60 is um, sponsored by the Dairy Council and the Falcons. And it's an opportunity for students to um, engage in not only school nutrition, but as well as physical activity. So what happens is the schools are given an opportunity to sign up for it. The kids are able to meet different challenges. And as they meet those challenges, they have opportunities to win prizes and they have opportunities to win tickets to football games and opportunities like we're having to meet the players and have Freddie the Falcon come to the schools and do promotions and um, like assemblies. And our goal is to give the schools exposure um, to Fuel Up to Play 60 so the more of them will sign up and have that same opportunity for their students. Awesome. Mr. North, is there anything that you wanted to share? Anything extra that we may have missed? I just want to say, if there are superintendents who listen to this, good nutrition program cannot be successful without a strong partner with the superintendent. Our board policy says you can't bring in food from the outside. We say that to encourage students to support our school nutrition program. They can't do that without the support of the superintendent. And so I want to strongly encourage superintendents. There are some things we really can't pass off to someone else. And it does require time, does require energy and effort, but I'm convinced we are at a good place fiscally. We are at a good place from a quality perspective and we're able to accomplish more because I am willing to yield my time uh, to be supportive of her publicly as well as privately. We want to thank our guests for taking the time to essentially share the power of partnership. It was wonderful hearing from Danielle Freeman, the 
Douglas County School Nutrition Director and Superintendent Trent North, Superintendent for Douglas County Schools. We appreciate you all joining and giving your time to us today and sharing so our listeners can understand a lot more about school nutrition, just the value of partnerships. We invite everyone to connect to the hashtag love what you do campaign and connect to the hashtag partners in education. Again, thank you all for joining us today. Until next time.